Hello and welcome everybody wherever you are in the world. My name is Paul Ryan, I'm founder of PrescriptionRevision.com and I'm a GP and pharmacist based here in Ireland. I'm passionate about clinical pharmacology and therapeutics and really enjoy making the latest international guidance relevant to those of us at the coalface of primary care. In today's podcast, I am going to talk about the role of gliflozins or SGLT2s in chronic heart failure. I'm just going to talk generally first about them, about their role in uh, chronic heart failure with obviously with reduced ejection fraction. I'm then going to talk about practical tips on the use of gliflozins in heart failure. And as per the, this is as per the Canadian Journal of Cardiology. And then I'm finally going to talk about the SGLT2 inhibitors and renal failure and their role in um, in patients uh, who have heart failure with reduced ejection fraction but whose EGFR is going below 16 and 40 and 30 and how, how um, what level are we still comfortable in starting the SGLT2 inhibitors. So first of all, just a bit of background of the uh, on the role of SGLT2 inhibitors in in uh, heart failure with reduced ejection fraction. So number one, we know that they're used as an add-on in those already on optimized standard care. So you've got your ACE inhibitor, your ARB, or your secubitral valsartan combination, plus beta blocker, plus mineralocorticoid receptor antagonist. If these are all tolerated to the highest highest tolerated doses. It, we know that the gliflozins, as per the current NICE guidelines, they should be started by or on the advice of a heart failure specialist. So I'd be phoning a friend as the GP. I'd be ringing the local cardiologist to get their advice. And then it can be monitored by the most appropriate healthcare professional, and that, that would be the GP. It, we know that it improves long-term outcomes, therefore continue it even if there is not a significant change in symptoms. And the starting dose is 10 milligrams of dapagliflozin or 10 milligrams of empagliflozin, which is useful because it's the target dose also. Unlike any of the others, this you start as you mean to go on at the same dose. So what about the practical tips on the use of gliflozins in heart failure? And this is published in the Canadian Journal of Cardiology in 2020. So we know gliflozins used in heart failure do not cause hypoglycemia in those who are not diabetic. So you don't have to worry about the patient, doesn't have to worry about that if they look at the background, you know, look at the side effects and that, and they may see that it's used in diabetes. I wonder, will the blood sugar go down? goes down. It doesn't. It does not cause hypoglycemia in those who are not diabetic. In those unhypoglycemic, such as insulin or sulfonylurea, dose adjustment may actually be needed. The next thing is that EGFR may drop up to 15% on initiation, but it generally improves over one to three months. At the risk of acute kidney injury uh, initially, so, so monitor carefully. So, so just to be conscious of that. Remember the sick day rules because of the risk of euglycemic DKA in those with diabetes. So if a patient has diarrhea vomiting, just to make sure to, to hold the, 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 uh, the meds. So and what are the meds? So I also remember by the sad man meds. So sulfonylureas, ACE inhibitors, diuretics metformin, angiotensin-2 antagonists, NSAIDs, nitrofurantron, and then your gliflozins, your SGLT2s, okay? So just to remember that, to hold them if, if, if the patient is uh, acutely unwell. 
you use these in caution with those who are on arnies, so the cubital valsartan combination, because both cause diuresis and increase the risk of dehydration. So you just caution them with the, with the arnie. SGLT2 inhibitors are contraindicated in patients with type 1 diabetes because of the DKA risk. Now what about the uh, SGLT2s in patients with renal failure, as many heart failure patients with reduced ejection fraction have renal impairment. So this goes back to initially, I remember when they came out first and we avoided initiating SGLT2 inhibitors as hypoglycemics uh, in, in patients with an EGFR of less than 60 mils per minute because at that time we understood that the, the efficacy of the SGLT2 inhibitors in reducing blood sugar the efficacy is reduced in patients with need GFR of less than 60 mils per minute because you need to get it to the, the um to the kidney to have an effect. So due and it's due to so basically due to the diminishing glucose lowering impact as a renal tubular function declines. Now it's actually um reduced down to 45 mils per minute so you avoid it so it's initially avoided if the EGFR is less than 60 now it's avoided if as hypoglycemics if the EGFR is less than 45 mils per minute remember I said as hypoglycemics so now when they're used uh, as if when they're used in the treatment of heart failure we're focusing on their natriuretic effect as opposed to their hypoglycemic effect because it's sodium glucose co-transporter 2 so this is we're focusing on the sodium part of the that co-transporter rather than the glucose part and we know the SGLT2 inhibitors reduce the rate of decline in renal function in patients with heart failure and reduced ejection fraction and that they are safe when the EGFR is greater than 25 mils per minute. So I suppose just to put that to bed really. So as hypoglycemics, we don't start them if the EGFR is less than 45 mils per minute. But as as natriuretics, as uh, in, in, in patients with heart failure, they're safe when the EGFR is greater than 25 mils per minute. So... That brings me to the end of today's podcast. I hope you've got something from it. So, as uh, you know, the role of SGLT2 inhibitors in in heart failure with reduced ejection fraction, they use as add-on therapy to those already on on optimized standard care. So, they are on an ACE inhibitor or uh, and beta blocker and mineralocorticoid receptor. And now, this is the fourth pillar as per the European Society of Cardiology. So. I'm looking forward to I, I'm looking forward to delivering my next uh, podcast, which will actually be the last podcast on uh, on heart failure with reduced ejection fraction. So thank you very much for listening. Mm-hmm.